Welcome everyone to another episode of the Dynamic Thriving Podcast. I am your host, Marianne Pack, spiritual medium, author, publisher, and joy advocate, guiding you into all things life transformational. And today we are talking to Nancy Shedlock, my dear friend, and this is a series on unmuted voices. So how we find ourselves maybe for younger years and maybe for years extending into a lot of our life uh, where we have had to mute our voice. And it's not always just muting our voice. It is also the expression of life, how we express life. Where is our freedom to be who we really are? So um, we're going to talk to Nancy and welcome, Nancy. I am so glad you're here with me. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I love visiting with you. We always have a good time. So um, today we're going to talk uh, a little bit about Nancy's um, voyage into unmuting her voice and then what she's doing now, because she has some real exciting things going on in her in her coaching business. And um, I want to be sure and have enough time to share that with you. So let's get started, Nancy. Awesome. The first question I always ask everybody mm -hmm. is, you know, when did you feel it wasn't safe to speak your truth or to speak up or live your truth? Um, what was that and how did that how did that affect you? Yeah, I would say it probably when you say that question, it takes me back to when I was grade six. And I remember watching the news one night and there was a story of a kid who had been um, bullied, maybe beaten up um, because he was gay. And I remember watching that and getting really scared and thinking like, what if that happens to me? And I didn't have any inclination that I was gay before then, but something in the story just made me think like, that might happen to me. Like, I better be careful. And so I think I started kind of from then on just like guarding myself a little bit and, um, you know, fast forward to grade 11 or 12 and I, I dared to tell my youth pastor that I thought mm -hmm. I was gay. And she was like, mm, there's all these verses in the Bible that say it's wrong, so let's just pray it away. And again like just like dove back down under the water and silenced my voice of speaking my truth and tried to be the best damn christian you could be <laughs> and i wouldn't have said damn no, <laughs> back <no. then. laughs> um and yeah just was like a really good person and tried to do all the right things and not be uniquely me and that I would say I had a good life, but it wasn't as full as it could have been. And mm -hmm. it really made me narrow my way of being in the world. Right. Yeah, I call a lot of those, they're indoctrinated beliefs. They're things that we take on that are not necessarily true for us, but we're told them. So we believe them and we take them on. Mm -hmm. So what were some of those beliefs that, that, kind of told you you had to play small you had to not be who you really were or not even venture into the questioning of who you were mm -hmm. well like i said i grew up very christian and my parents were missionaries in africa and um so that was the whole world that i knew that was all that i knew and 
I had an uncle who was gay and I, I remember hearing them talk about him in kind of a disparaging way and, you know, praying for him and, you know, worrying about him and things. And so, yeah, I took on this belief that it wasn't okay to be gay. It was sinful. It was wrong. And if I really wanted a uh, connection with God, I needed to stay on the straight and narrow and do the right thing. And I remember things like them talking about Paul and his thorn in the flesh. And that was the thing that helped him come closer to God. And so that was my thorn in the flesh was thinking that I was gay. And so I just had to like pray that away. And that was my challenge to become stronger and my faith and things. And meanwhile, like it wasn't actually doing that. Like I, I went to conversion therapy even to try and pray it away and get help to become pure and right and let go of this deviance and it didn't work like that just made me feel worse about everything and kind of blocked my connection with the divine so it's been interesting now like as I've come out and been more honest and true about all that I am who I am um, it's it's like my idea of God has like been blown out of this little box into this expansive like the divine is everywhere and in everyone and everything and speaking to me so much more vibrantly than ever before. And uh, I, I see the ways that the things that I was taught before are so fear-based and so narrowing and so like, you have to stay on this straight and narrow and if you deviate off, you'll be in dangerous territory and so much fear of, of what will happen and to realize like, there's so much life out in all the margins and all these other places that I previously thought I couldn't look at Oracle cards or like listen to my horoscope or different things. But it's like, Oh, like how big is your idea of the divine? Like couldn't the divine work through all of these different mediums and literal mediums right, <laughs> like yourself. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I hear that so easily, you know, I resonate with that because of, because of my upbringing also. Yeah, it was so taboo to touch into too many areas, you know, so many areas outside of just the church. You know, I think about just even reading material, whatever, it always needed to be aligned with, you know, coming out of headquarters publishing house or something, you know, so yeah. that it, it didn't deviate. And I feel like I missed out a lot with just even schooling because I love sciences and oh my gosh, you can't, you can't study science because all those scientists are atheists. Yeah. And that's they might believe in evolution. That's right. Yes. So yes, I, I totally feel that. Uh, so when, when, did you start shifting those beliefs? When did that start coming around when you start started evaluating your beliefs and realizing mm, this may not be so true to my soul? Where um, where did you start finding that relief or that 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 broadening that you were talking about? Expanding your vision, expanding your world. Mm -hmm. The divine is more than just this little box we had him in. And I think that's why I started call in God's source because the God of my childhood was so much smaller than source of everything, yeah. source energy, source, you know. And even just calling 
got him like that. Exactly. I keep challenging my mom on that. Of, you know, you could tell my daughter that God is they. Like, because mm-hmm. I don't think God is just male or female or like mm-hmm. all of us. And no, so um, I would say it started broadening at different points in my life, but a big turning point was like 2008. I started doing my master's and I did a master of arts in spiritual formation. And so was really looking at the ways that people are formed spiritually. And um, that's when, you know, I started looking at all these different pathways to connecting to the divine and was challenged by it. (coughs) Excuse me. I was going to a Baptist seminary, Mm. but I was lucky enough to have a, a prof that broadened us across so many things. <coughs> I'm just coming over COVID, so bear with me. <laughs> yeah. So it was amazing to start to see, oh, like there's all these other ways that people connect to the divine. And at this, around the same time, I was also going to a Baptist church and that Baptist church started studying their uh, ideology around gay people and looking at the scriptures for it and it created a lot of division and a lot it was really hard within the church and at the time i was on the board and part of leadership there um, i was already like my masters led into my practice of sitting with people and helping them hear the divine and it was interesting because underneath i was like I think I'm gay, but I don't dare say anything here Mm -hmm. because I'll be excommunicated and I'll be um, told that my practice is bunk. Like nobody can come and help. You can't help anyone else hear from God if you're not listening to God correctly for your own life. And so, yeah, I I still stayed quiet. Um, But I started seeing there some beautiful examples of Um, gay women who were in beautiful relationships together like committed serving in the church like helping all kinds of people and they were respected and I was like oh I was starting to see maybe I don't have to divorce my spirituality to embrace my sexuality and so it gave me this courage to start to look at like oh maybe maybe there is a realm of life where I could be all of me and I still was scared because there felt like so much riding on the line. But around the same time, I built a tiny house and I couldn't find anywhere in Vancouver where I was doing my master's and living um, to park it because Vancouver is such tight quarters and space, space is such a premium. Um, and so I started looking elsewhere and I grew up in Alberta near Calgary. And so the first person I asked in Calgary was like, yeah, bring your tiny house and park it in my yard. I've been looking for a tiny house to put there so we can have community in our yard and things. And I was like, okay. And so I moved and there was something in that move that it felt like I, I kind of had this moment of anonymity where I wasn't on a church board anymore. And I didn't have this practice where people were coming to meet with me. I hadn't restarted here and it was kind of before zoom was a thing. And so I just 
I had space to really look in deeply at myself and take stock and be like, if I'm sitting with people, helping them go to the darkest places, the biggest fears, then I really need to do that with myself as well. And so I did that. I had some uh, a spiritual director of my own, a coach, and I really faced into all of that and started to be like, okay, I'm going to do it, even though this terrifies me and it feels like my I'm going to die. Like it literally felt like I was going to die and lose my whole world, my parents, everything. And I did it. And a big part of it was cutting my hair. <laughs> Actually, that was like my outward demonstration of mm-hmm. my inward change. And so I, I shaved part of my head and I had been super nervous about doing that because I thought, oh, if I do that, people will think I'm a lesbian. It'll just out me so quickly. <laughs> and then I was like, well, maybe I am. So I've always wanted to have an asymmetrical haircut. I think they're funky. So I'm just going to do it. And that was how I told my parents actually I said I got my hair cut and this is what it represents for me and they were like oh okay and they knew a little bit like I told them some of my wonderings along the way but I think they thought that I would just fight the thorn in the flesh for the rest of my life and to see me like embracing it and being like no this is who I am it was hard on them at first my mom felt like she had to get off of these Christian boards like for an institution she was part of and I can't be a good leader in a Christian organization if I can't pray the gay away for my daughter my dad at one point told me that I was ruining his life and it was super hurtful and then slowly they just kept coming around and we kept working on our relationship and recognizing that we disagreed on some things and they also you know told me that I really expanded their spirituality as well and helped them help their image of God to be blown out of this tiny box that it had been in. And now they're helping watch my kids today, in fact, and like love these kids that I have from being married to a a woman. And so it's, it's pretty incredible to see the ways that time helps a lot of things. That's advice I have for people that are in a coming out process of, of any kind mm-hmm. time will help like right now in this moment it feels terrifying and hard but I think time usually does help right yeah it, it sort of allows for that breathing room I think you know to mm-hmm. to let just people back up a little bit and and um, maybe look at it from a different perspective or at least gives time enough to start thinking or, you know, allowing yourself to have a little bit of different perspective. So you're a coming out coach. Is there anything else that um, you have as a title that we want to talk about? Because, because there's got to, you know, you just don't just jump from, Oh, I'm out and I'm now I'm going to coach. So what was the progression? What was the transformation that you, went through to decide to start coaching and helping because you said you'd helped other people hear, you know, hear their spirit or hear God, hear from God, hear from the spiritual. Um, So, you know, how did that progress? How did that transform in you? And then you felt that call to coaching. 
Yeah, it wasn't a far stretch from like the spiritual direction degree mm-hmm. that I got. Like my master's was directly in that. And like all of coaching, I think, is helping people listen to themselves and listen to the divine. Um, but yeah, for a while I shut down my practice because I thought, oh, I can't, I can't do this. People won't listen to me or want to like see me as credible. Um, but then, yeah, I started to realize actually a lot of people want a space to be able to talk about their spirituality and their sexuality. And so I did some extra certification in coaching so that I could round out my practice, not just in the spiritual realm. Cause I think a lot of times people don't realize that like these, the spiritual struggles that we have aren't as acute as our business not working or our relationships not working. And so rounding out my practice so that I had skills in helping people in all of the areas was helpful. Um, but really like it all comes down to helping people hear themselves and, and hear what's going on in those deep places, having space to speak it out loud and have it witnessed. Right. Um, <clears throat> and then lately, like I find business just keeps going through iterations. Um, Cause I, I think I've, I've mentioned to you, like I went through a, a divorce in the last year I put my my business on sabbatical again because I I realized like I can't be there helping other people if I'm still needing a lot of deep nurturance within myself um, and so I I closed it down and I went skiing a lot and I had massages and I sat by the fire and I journaled and I cried and I leaned on friends and got coaching and counseling and, and different things and, and worked through a lot of deep things, looked at a lot of the, the darkness and the things that I did to create the situation that I was in. And now I'm, I'm coming out into this new iteration of my work in the world and have this new um, excitement of helping people hear their deepest truth so that they can come into this deeper iteration of who they are and this more beautiful expansive way of showing up in the world and i'm even you know branching into corporate in some ways and helping create more resilience on teams there that there's so much of this this trend of quiet quitting and people just leaving because it's too hard to work in these organizations and recognizing that a huge piece of people actually staying and and working together is being known and being valued and having empathy for each other's situations. And so I've created a, a role-playing game that is kind of under the diversity inclusion realm of workshops that, you know, people are doing a lot of these workshops, but often they're just a webinar and people sit there and are kind of like, mm. right. but this is a way for people to be really engaged in a, in a role-playing imaginative game that helps them bring up stories from their childhood and as they dare to share them with their team members, this empathy is being created and this connectedness and being known. And it's making people feel way more strong as a team and being known and wanting to be there because they're valued and they're known. And so that's been really fun to watch happen in different organizations. That's, that's beautiful. And of course, my Nancy, you always jump ahead because <laughs> I, I always say our mess is our message. And so, you know, 
what now as you work through and transformed and and you've taken those couple soul bedables where you needed to refresh your soul and refresh to come back anew um you know what are you doing now in the world you talked to us a little bit about the corporate um offerings that you have but talk to us a little bit more about what you're doing now to bring more joy and love into the world that that your service is there, you know, for people to choose. Um, so how is that for you? How, how are you doing? What are you doing, you know, with, with your work now? I really love that line, like that your mess is your message. And I believe that like I'm, I'm living into it daily. Um, one of the, the big things is home. Um, I, <clears throat> I've had a few different homes this year since moving out of my family home with my ex-wife and kids. And I spent the summer living in my RV and really finding home within myself apart from any kind of construct of a, of a place and of people. And that's been really hard in some ways and really beautiful and freeing in other ways. And I'm, um, actually on Monday moving into my new like more long-term place and that's a lot thanks to you Marianne I really appreciate you took time and listened to the many for me and and had a beautiful message of it doesn't matter what decision you choose because I was kind of stuck in decision for a while and your message was it doesn't matter what decision you choose it's the spirit in which you choose it and the way that you move forward in it and you're going at it in love that's the the biggest thing and, and as soon as i heard that i was like oh okay i can make this decision and go this direction and that was super helpful and Good. and so this mess that i'm in of like what is home and where do i live and and things this is a deeper thing of how how do i help other people with that because there's so many people in the world i think that are feeling displaced right now don't know who their people are don't know where home is and, and a lot of people, their physical home doesn't feel safe or doesn't feel like a peaceful place. And, and so many are just like stressed on this hamster wheel, go, 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 go. And so in December, I'm offering a retreat in Kenya called the Home Retreat. And it's a, a place for people to come extricate themselves from that busy hamster wheel of life, come to Kenya have space to regroup, to talk about like what is going on in those deep places and find home deep within ourselves. And I'm right there in the mess with everyone, but I, I recognize I also have like skills for holding space to, to go to these deep, dark places and help heal and go to these light places where we have fun and adventure. We're going to go on safari and we're going to feed giraffes and see baby elephants and um, lay in hammocks, but then also have deep, deep transformational conversations that will help us return to where wherever we were as this new person with a new perspective of like, what is it that I want to do with this beautiful life of mine? How can I best show up as my truth that is in, in service to others, that is my my offering in the world. And so I'm so excited to be offering the home retreat in Kenya. This year. 
So who would be a good person to attend? Who would who would want? What's going on in their life that they would be called to do this with you? It's people that are in transition. And so okay. whether they're you know, leaving a marriage, leaving a job, um, their kids have grown up and they're like, okay, what am I going to do now? Mm. And, you know, anyone who's on that, that threshold of, I've been doing this, but it hasn't felt quite right. It's time for something new, but it feels scary to move into that new. I don't even know what that new is. Come, because we'll help you get clear on what is that new. What is it that you're really here for? What lights you up so that, because so many, this is the other qualifier is like, it's a retreat for people who it's going to be really hard for you to extricate yourself from your life because you've been carrying everything. You've been taking care of everyone. You've been doing all the things. This is time for you to come and get nurtured and pampered and loved on and poured into so that you can, from this full place, feel ready to move into whatever is next and, and do it from a place of love and joy and not obligation or duty, but because you are at home in yourself, it's like... Yeah. Okay. I can show up and share who I am because I'm, I'm home. Right. And I've, I've heard from a nomad friend, um, you know, how she's dealing with now getting to go back out into her nomad lifestyle that she had chosen a few years ago. And then the pandemic hit and she was grounded for a couple of years and now moving back into it, it's like, finding that home again of it doesn't matter where she is in the world or what her, you know, the roof over her head is, that's not it. It's finding that home within. So I, I definitely understand what you're talking about as far as, you know, um, you know, even, even, even in our own homes, in our own, in our own places, um, there are times when you do, it's sort of like you said, you know, maybe it's not a safe place or whatever, but even if it is a safe place, sometimes you, you still have to find your home. Mm -hmm. You still have to find that inner, uh, that inner love and joy and, and that settling, that peace, that comfort, that it doesn't matter, you know, what else is going on you know, highs and lows, whatever you're, it's just like a steady thing. It's that belonging, um, knowing that we're, uh, yeah, knowing that we're settled in ourselves, mm -hmm. hearing our own voice, our own intuition, you know, the infinite intelligence as it comes through, um, our intuition and, Sometimes so, it's really hard to hear that when we're right in our normal life and yes, in yes, our yes. usual routines and rhythms and the same voices in our heads. And so that's what I love about retreats in general is just yes. getting that chance to be whisked out of that world yeah. to hear, like have silence in some ways so that we really hear our own connection to the divine. And it's like, yes. yeah, it's that settling and that like, okay, right this is what's important. We can get so caught up in these details of little things of life that aren't really that important. Right. Um, 
and when we get out, we see the bigger picture. I'm gonna re regroup, have a new direction, and feel even more connected to the the depth of who I am. Yes. Yes, I you know, and I think that's even why just walks in nature and thing, just getting out, just the distraction of all that everyday stuff. So mm -hmm. going all the way to Kenya with you would be a marvelous way of, yes, taking you out of the norm and putting you somewhere where you don't hear all that. You don't have all that noise going on. You can settle in and hear your inner, your inner wisdom. And it was where I grew up. And so I have a lot of connections and ties and I speak Swahili. So in some ways I'm the perfect person to, for mm -hmm. you to like lean into and just let me, me and my partner are taking care of the retreat of just like all the logistics and things so that it literally is get yourself to Nairobi and then you'll be nurtured and cared for. And you don't have to worry about any of that stuff like food or anything. It's like, right. So give us a little tidbit about growing up there. Yeah, it was amazing. I loved it. I had this juxtaposition of three months. I would be at a term at a boarding school just outside of Nairobi that was like very Christian, um, very American boarding mm -hmm. school. And then go for a month in the bush with my parents out in the middle of nowhere with a tribe and like you know not even wearing clothes just like the pictures you would see of like the women bare-breasted with just necklaces on and those were my people and so yeah I really learned the diversity of people and that people can live off of hardly anything and still be so happy and thriving and you know really really beautiful and so I think like at a young age that really taught me um, to see all kinds of people and learn all kinds of things and be able to I think start on that journey of you can be at home wherever you are because the circumstances are always going to change around you um, but it also led to the the struggle of home for me because True. I never knew where home was because I, you know, we'd go to school for three months, get a month off, go to school for three months, get a month off, like just kept doing that. And so I was always packing up all of my stuff, always moving it. So I have a little bit of trauma around moving and things. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm grateful for how that mess is helping me now to help other people who are in that place of what is home and how do I find that deep within myself, in my connection to the divine rather than attaching it to a person or a place or a house or a job or whatever it is, but to know that we are just who we are. Right. And I've had up on the screen, um, you can get to her retreat for more information at centered.ca forward slash retreat. And, um, do you want to tell us anything else about the other work that you do in your coaching or? Um, yeah. Because I know you do also other coaching besides 
you know, the retreat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I love to work one on one with people, um, particularly people that are in that period of transition, whether it's coming out about your sexuality, or your spirituality, or um, your work, like that it doesn't feel like it fits and getting more clear on what what is what are the giftings that you have. I have a lot of um, different tests and things that I can use to help get clearer on like using your human design or gene keys and different things to zero in on like how were you uniquely created and how can you use that in the world um, in a way that feels like effortless and moves into doing it in flow rather than struggle. And, um, yeah, I, I love to work one-on-one -on -one with people. Um, so I do that and I have a program called Work That Fits that I run a couple times a year that helps people to really get clear on what is their work in the world and how can they show up in the most authentic way that is in flow. And so happy to help people with any of those challenges. Mm -hmm. I love that. I also have a podcast and it's called The Coming Out Chronicles where I interview people on all kinds of coming out stories like your own of coming out from you know, right. narrow Christian ways to this expansive being all of who you are and listening to the many. Yes. 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 That was fun being on your podcast, getting to talk about stuff like that, because even um, I don't think I really talked at all about it until I started podcasting, mm -hmm. you know, it was just like, Oh, that's just, you know, again, muting that side of my voice <laughs> because for fear that I would disappoint or hurt someone or whatever, instead of, uh, and it was disappointing me mm -hmm. not speaking up, not speaking my truth, not living fully yeah. who I am. And it's so big toll. then being able to free that and it's like, okay, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> It's coming out. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So I yeah, love you, you lose people along the way and you gain others. And it's incredible to see how yeah. those transformations happen. Yes. And it's been such a joy, even, even on these Unmuted Voice series that we're in. <clears throat> Listen to everyone's story because they're all so different. Um, and so I know somebody's going to in the audience is going to resonate with somebody's story. Mm -hmm. And um, so if you listeners or viewers are feeling a resonance, you know, and you want to um, get a hold of Nancy, you can go to her website centered.ca. The link is in the show notes for your convenience. And um and then again, if you're looking to look at the retreat, it's just centered.ca forward slash retreat. Um, so that's easy to find. I love that you're also doing some work with corporate. Um, we had another um, guest on recently and some of her work has started. Actually, the the she works and in, in, in an organization um, helping and being a servant there, but she's also, um, serving 
in a new capacity. And just the other day, she just mentioned to me that it was so helpful to even be on the show because that gave her the bump forward to get her website up and rolling to offer to a broader audience. Yeah. And so I was, you know, so thrilled about that. But that's the kind of stories I've been hearing back from the feedback from my guests. So that's always really exciting. It, so, it, you're right. Like there's something so powerful in speaking our truth out loud mm -hmm. and having it heard and really hearing our hearing it ourselves. Yes. And that's happened over and over on the coming out chronicles as well, where people come on mm -hmm. and then they're emboldened to do it even more. Like it coming on the coming out chronicles is in some ways another coming out. Yeah. And I had one one person that came on, she told her story of growing up gay at that Christian boarding school in Kenya with me. Ooh. And that then spurred on this new coming out of, wait, there's probably so many more kids that are there that are gay that it's still not safe for them to come out. Mm -hmm. And so she then created a, a community where people could come and talk who have gone through that school and are now out and have found like this comfort with each other. And that's led to us having conversations with the administrators of that school to help make it safe for kids now who are gay, who it's still not like necessarily overt that it's safe for them to come out. But the more we have conversations of what supports can be there, it'll be super helpful. Yes, I can imagine. Just that, yeah, knowing that you've got somebody that hears and understands and, and yeah, I love well, that. Well, there's a huge fear that if, you, if I came out, I'd have to leave the school. Exactly. And if I have to leave the school, my parents will have to leave Africa. And that's a lot of pressure on a kid. That is. That, that truly is. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So the more that they can know that if they come out, they're not going to be expelled. It's, it's a mm -hmm. safe place to their truth they'll, they'll yeah. get support i love that i love that well thank you nancy for coming on the show and and expressing your beautiful unmuted voice with us and and sharing with what how your mess became your message and and what you're doing now and and um you know as we continue this life journey it you know it's always a mess and then becomes mm -hmm. a message and then we go through another mess and it becomes another totally. mess. so we're always um uh pivoting and turning and plot twists in our life you know so um i love that um i just want to thank everybody for coming to the show and be sure and like, comment, and share this podcast as it helps my work go around the world and spread more joy and more love. And also, you're invited to visit our websites, maryannpack.com, and also the wearejoybooks.com. If you would like to start looking at some of our books that we offer, um, we would appreciate you visiting there. Also, let's see, next year, just as announcement, next year's uh series coming up there's information coming very shortly that you can apply if you want to be on the 2023 series it is keys to joyful living so that's gonna be fun we're gonna find out all the guests keys to how they live joyfully and how they help others to live joyful lives and 
those are the key takeaways that we're going to focus on. So Nancy, do you have any parting words of wisdom you would like to leave us with? Whatever you're going through right now, whatever feels really heavy and overwhelming, find the gift in it. There's somehow a gift that's being offered to you in it that, as you say, will become your message, your, your way of serving in the world and helping others. Yes, yes, yes. I hope that I see one or two of you in Kenya with me. Yes. I only have room for six. Oh, so it's a tiny spots left and would love one or two of you to come. That would be beautiful. Yes, you can find it again, centered.ca forward slash retreat. So um, go to her website and look around and and, um, feel into, are you getting a tug to do this? Does this sound like you're in the transition and you want the support of Nancy and her partner and the group? that will be there for you and listen and hold you safe in their arms to share and work through whatever you're dealing with. So um, I appreciate you, Nancy. Thank you so much. Um, And I think we're ready to close. So remember everybody, you are joy looking for a way to express, unmute your voice and live authentically, truly who you are. Bye-bye for now. Thank you.